0: Hello, hello. This is Stories for Kids with Moral Podcast, bringing you stories to entertain and to educate you. What is a story? That's the question. The answer is the bear's bad bargain. First, I will briefly explain the word bargain, let you know what is a bargain let's go. So, and I've got to ring my bell, my school bell, and again, my story bell. Have you ever heard anyone say, I've got a really great bargain at the store? And I think that's stories for Birdie. Birdie, have you ever heard anyone say, I've got a really, I got a really great bargain at the store? Mm? What's the answer? <coughs> yes, yes. Oh, Okay, what does that mean to get a good bargain, a really good bargain? Question? Well, the answer is that the person bought something much more cheaply than usual or what they expected to pay. So usually they have an idea how much it's going to cost and when they go into the store... Wow, they've got it at a much cheaper price, a bargain. Or someone might say, This iPad was a real bargain. My dad bought it for me. Once again, the iPad was a real bargain. They paid less than they thought they were going to have to pay. Another definition Is that the word bargain, and maybe I should have spelt it for you, B-A-R-G-A-I-N, bargain, B-A-R-G-A-I-N. Bargain is also an agreement between two or more people. And the people involved will negotiate the agreement and decide what each will do for the other. Yeah. So they are going to negotiate and decide what each person will do for the other. So in our story about the bear's bad bargain, the bear enters into an agreement with a man. And from the title of the story, we know that it's not a good bargain because it's called bears, bad, bargain. So, if you are sitting comfortably, which I hope you are, let us find out what happened with the bargain. So, let's go. Birdie, say, let's go. Oh, that's slow. Again. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Once upon a time, once upon a time, there lived an old woodman and his wife in a tiny little hut near the edge of the forest. Now... A very rich man had his orchard near their home, so close, in fact, that the boughs of a big pear tree hung right over their yard. The rich man was a generous neighbour, and he agreed to give the poor man and his wife the fruit that fell into their garden. So the old woodman and his wife watched with hungry eyes as the pears ripened in the sunshine. How I wish that a windstorm would come and let those pears drop on our side of the fence, said the old woman. Yes, agreed the old man. I wish that I dared to shake the tree a little and make some of the fruit fall this way. But our neighbour might see it, and then he would be angry and not give us any of them. Every day, the old woman grumbled more and more because the pears did not drop on their side of the fence. I declare we shall be beggars, she groaned. And she insisted that her husband work harder and harder each day, while she would give him nothing to eat but a dry crust of bread. The poor man grew thinner and thinner, While he waited for the pears to ripen and fall into their yard, and every day he worked harder and harder, but he could not please his grumbling old wife. At last, he turned around and in great anger said, "'Wife, I will not do any more work unless you make some crissi for my dinner.' Krishy, shrieked the wife. Krishy, indeed I will not. Do you know that Krishy takes rice and pulse and butter and spices? Do you think that I'm going to use all we have in the house on one meal for you? Yes, said the old man. That is why I demand, Krishi. You have starved me quite long enough and now I will have the best dish you can make me. The cross old woman took the things out of the closet and began to cook a savoury Krishi. It smelled so good that the old man could hardly wait for it. Let me have a taste, he begged. No, no, scolded his wife. You cannot have even a taste of it until you have brought me in another load of wood. And mind that it is a big one. You will have to work for your Krishy. The old woodman took his axe and went out to the forest and began to you and hack the trees with all his strength and soon he had a large load of wood. Chop, chop, chop. At every blow of his axe he would think of the savoury crochet he would soon enjoy. Suddenly, a big black bear came lumbering along through the forest with his long black nose tilted in the air, and his little keen eyes peering all about him, for bears are always curious. Grrr, good day to you, my friend, growled the bear. And may I ask what you are doing with that large bundle of wood? I cut it for my wife, answered the woodman. You see, she would not cook me any dinner unless I brought her the wood. Today, she has made me cushy for dinner, and I know that when she sees this large load of wood, she will give me a generous portion. (sighs) Mmm, just smell that Krishi, it is delicious. This made the bear very hungry, and so he growled. Do you think that your wife would give me some krishi if I brought her some wood? Maybe she might, if you brought her a very large load, answered the man. After a long discussion, the bear agreed to bring in half a cord of wood, if the man would save him some of the krishi. Half a cord is a very large load of wood, grumbled the bear. But there is saffron and rice and pulse and butter in the krishi. It is very expensive a dish said the woodman the bear licked his chops at this and his bright little eyes gleamed with greed it is a bargain he cried I will bring you half a cord of wood so go home and tell your wife to keep the cushy hot for I shall be with you soon. The woodman went home and told his wife about his bargain with the bear. Half a cord of wood, his good pay for his share of our dinner, said the man. Now the wife knew that her husband had made a good bargain with the bear. But she always found fault and grumbled about everything, so she began to scold the old man. You should have made a better bargain with the bear. Bears are always greedy, she stormed. You know that he will gobble up all the cushy before we have had a mouthful. When... The woodman heard this. He grew quite pale. Don't you think that we had better begin now and have a fair start before the bear comes? he asked. So they squatted down upon the floor mat with a big brass pot of krishi placed between them and began to eat. "'and eat as fast as they could. "'Yum, mm, mm, yum, yum, this cushy is good,' "'mumbled the man as he crammed his mouth full. "'But we must remember to leave some for the bear, my dear wife.' "'Yes, certainly, certainly,' replied the woman.' helping herself to more. We must leave some for that poor, hungry bear. But they went right on eating and eating until there was not a single mouthful left in the pot. What shall we do now when the bear comes, cried the woodman. It is all your fault, wife, for suggesting that the bear would eat it all. My fault? My fault indeed, cried the wife. You suggested that we begin to eat before the bear came in, and you ate twice as much as I did. No, I did not. Yes, you did so, and you know it. Well... There's no good in quarrelling about it now, said the woodman. The bear will be here in a few moments and he will be furious when he finds the Krishi all gone. He's very large and very hungry and he may eat us when he finds that we have gone back on our word. Nonsense, said the woman. What a Coward you are. All you think about is saving yourself. I do not care whether he's angry or not. I want to get that wood from him. He will never give it to you when he finds no dinner, said the man. Of course not, you stupid, scolded the woman. But I have thought of a plan. We must... Lock up everything in the house and leave the cushy pot by the fire to look as though we were keeping it hot for him and then we must hide in the garret. When the bear comes and does not see us, he will think that we have gone out and left his dinner for him. Then he will throw down his wood and come in. When he finds that the pot is empty, he will rampage about a little, but he cannot do very much damage. He will never bother to carry all that wood away again, for bears are lazy as they are greedy. Now, all this time, the bear had been working hard in the forest and it took him much longer than he had expected to gather all that wood. However, at last, he dragged half a cord of wood to the house of the old woodman. Seeing the brass kirshepot standing by the fire, he threw down his pile of wood and went at once for his dinner. And then, when he saw that there was not even a grain of rice left in the pot, me, oh my, oh, wasn't he angry? He growled and roared and he poked his head way down into the pot and licked the sides of it. But not even a tiny bit of pulse could he taste though all the time he could smell how savoury that Chris had been he sat on the floor and cried in his rage and disappointment girl girl that is a fine way to keep a promise well since you have eaten all the Cushy, I will find something else to eat. Then he upset everything in the house, but no food could he find. Grr, grrr, grrr, growled the bear. I will take all of this wood back to the forest again. They broke their bargain with me and they shall not have one of my sticks to burn. But just as the old woman had expected, he was much too lazy to carry the heavy load back to the forest, even for revenge. I will not go away empty-handed, he growled. If they would not save me a taste. I can at least get a smell. And he carried the brass pot away with him. Now, as the bear left the cottage, he saw the beautiful golden pears hanging from the tree. These were the first pears of the season, and they looked very good to him. So he climbed up into the tree and began to eat the biggest, ripest pear that he could find. My, but it was good. The bear was so hungry after his hard work in the forest that he licked his chops and smacked his lips as he munched the pear. And then he thought of a plan. I shall take these pears home with me and sell them to the other bears in the forest and with the money I can buy all the krishi that I can eat. Aha! <laughs> laughed the bear. I shall have the best of the bargain after all. I will fool that old woodman and his wife, and they will not have even so much as a taste of one. Then the bear began to gather the ripe hairs as fast as he could and put them into the big brass pot. But whenever he came to an unripe hair, he would shake his head and say, No one will buy this green one. Yet, it is a shame to waste it. So he would pop the green pear into his own mouth and gobble it up, though he made wry faces as he ate. Now, all this time, the woodman and his wife had been hiding in the garret and the woodman's wife was peeking through a little crevice watching the bear. When she saw how furious he was, she held her breath for fear he would discover them. When he climbed the tree and was eating the pears, she was angry at losing their share of the fruit, but she was too terrified to call out. At last, from the excitement and the dust in her hiding place, she could hold in no longer. And just when the bear had filled the pot with ripe golden pears, out she came with a most tremendous sneeze. The bear was startled by this sound so much, like the explosion of a gun, and off he lumbered into the forest, dropping the crochet pot in the yard as he ran. Now, as the pot had dropped into their yard, the woodman and his wife got all the pears, as well as the crochet they had eaten, and half a cord of wood while the poor bear got nothing but a very bad stomach ache from eating on ripe fruit. So that was the end of the bear's bad bargain. Oh, oh poor bear, oh. I hope you enjoy the story, and so... I will be back soon take care for now be good be good be very very good yeah I'll see you soon look forward to it bye for now and birdie said bye- bye bye-bye birdie but <coughs> bye